Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. I'm talking about something greater than those things. You say, but I can't live without them. I agree, physically you can't. But we're going to look tonight about spiritually what can be in us. I always wondered, I don't know if you've ever thought this thought, if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, how would their life played out? We know when sin came, uh, they had limitations, didn't they? They were beginning to die. Uh, Sin had caused death to enter in into God's creation. But what would have happened since Adam and Eve was made by God What would have happened if they hadn't sinned? Well, we know they did. But today, I wonder, when God put the first couple in the garden and knew they would probably sin and was willing to send Jesus as their substitute, I wonder what God had planned for you and me tonight. The Bible says these words in Colossians 1, verse 27 in whom God was pleased to make known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you or in me. Also, it says in the Word of God, in the New American Standard Version, it says these words in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, you are from God. Now, not only is God in us, we're from him. The Bible said he knew us before we was in our mother's womb. And God wanted us on the face of the earth. And it's God's will that we have life and have it more abundantly. And so we listen to scriptures like, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And we know the devil's always on the move trying to lie and discourage and tell us what we're not and tell us what can't happen. But what happens tonight if you and I get a glimpse that your life and my life's from God? And not only from God, but Christ is in us. Now, I would say tonight if I ask you, did Jesus have limitations? You would say, well, he had limitations. He could have sinned, but he didn't. But he had no limitations as far as faith in his heavenly Father. And I wonder what would happen, not just to Adam and Eve, but what would happen tonight for you and me if we really tapped in to what God had and believed him and received from him what God can do in our lives and through our lives. Because this will determine what can happen. I was preaching revival in Assembly God Church next to the Marine Corps training camp, Paris Island. And I was with a pastor. He was an assistant chaplain on the base, and he had this sticker on his car that said chaplain. And I felt really important because every recruit that's seen us snapped to attention and saluted us. I like that. I thought, well, I ought to be chaplain here and get saluted. And so he took me on the base so I can see him train. 
And I'll never forget this. I've told this around the world. There's this guy, a little skinny guy in boot camp, and he's on the rope walking by hand on that rope to the other side. And under him was water. And I remember watching him, and he got about halfway across, and he hollered, I can't go any further. And that loving drill sergeant said, if you come down or let go, you better not come down. And it was amazing what happened to that little guy. Because he knew if he let go, he's going to come down. And he knew that drill sergeant meant it. And from that moment on, he began to finish that walk by his hands across that rope to the other side. Now, if he'd have had his way, he would have quit, right? He would have just dropped down and been happy and go home on, for Sunday for Sunday dinner. But that sergeant had enough voice and enough power to convince him he better not let go and come down. I wonder how many times I've let go and you've let go and maybe not come down but miss what God could have done in our lives. What we could have had, what we could have seen, and what we could have experienced. I was preaching a revival, and I've preached revivals for a long time, and I remember after getting filled with the Holy Spirit, I was preaching for Pastor Hank Holton in Globe, Arizona. And I had never moved in any kind of gift. I just was a preacher. And I'm sitting on the platform, and Pastor Holton was beside me. We had two chairs up there. And this couple walked in, and I was really moved by God. And I looked at Hank. We called Pastor Holton Hank. I said, Hank, I feel this about that couple. And he looked at me, and he says, who you been talking to? And I said, what do you mean? He said, who told you what you just told me? I said, nobody. I just felt that. No sooner I said that, somebody else came in. And I said, I feel this about them. He said, do you understand what that is? And I said, I had a feeling. He said, no, God's showing you something. And you need to call people out when you feel this, when God's moving, so you can help these people. Now, in myself, I do not have that ability. I would have been happy just to be a preacher, get people saved, and, and had three meals a day. I'd have been happy. But I would have never, never experienced really Christ in me because God had more for me if I was willing to press in. I wonder tonight what God has for the person in your chair. What you could become or I could become. What our church could become. What we could experience. What we could see. And it's all possible because we belong to God. God planned for you and me. And God has a purpose for us, not only individually, but as a congregation. But how many times we have to have faith and trust God that God's going to do what he says. You know, faith's tough sometimes, isn't it? You hear a pastor say, well, if you bring God his tithe and give offering, God will bless you. 
How many's ever heard me say that? Well, you could say it's easy for you to say. But the question is, is God's word true? Is God true? Does God have any limits? He's not limited whether the postman brings you a letter or not. He's not limited whether money's on the ground when you come out of the Walmart. But God has no limits, and if you and I will believe him, we can experience and be a part of something because of the wonderful power of Almighty God that we belong to. But we have to make a decision. We're not going by feeling or what we see because the Bible said, look not at what you see, but what you don't see. Because what you see is temporary, but what you don't see is eternal. We were living in Sparta, Sparta, Arizona, (laughs) Illinois. Now, my wife and I, we never had a whole lot back in those days. We was just getting started out, and we'd been in ministry for a while, and and there was a family in our church that were farmers. And they said to me one time, we're going to bring a big freezer and put it in your house. And I'm thinking, what good's a freezer in your house if you don't have nothing in it? And they said, we're going, to, we're going to kill a beef, wrap it, and put it in the freezer for you guys. Well, man, I was excited. Not only could I have a cheeseburger, I could have a steak with cheese if I wanted it. There'd be all kinds of things. So they did that. They bought the freezer. They bought the meat. They wrapped it in our room there and put it in the freezer. And boy, it was a wonderful thing. Open that big lid on that chest freezer and all this meat. But something happened. People started getting saved. And this young couple got saved. They had some kids. They weren't married. And so... I was impressed to go to the freezer and give them something. When you got a whole freezer full, what's a little bit given? It's easy to give if you got a lot, right? And so somebody else came by, and I felt God say, give them something. Well, before it was over with, I gave away everything but two packs of hamburger. You notice I kept two packs of hamburger. See, it's easy to feel good when the freezer's full. But if you give it away, how many knows the devil say, well, that was stupid. They gave it to you. They killed the cow for you. They bought the freezer for you. But how many knows when you trust God and do what God says, God will supply every need you'll ever have. And I want to tell you, we didn't have any meat in the freezer But we ate every meal God blessed us because in life we belong to him. And when we give, God blesses us and gives back to us. And so therefore tonight we have to make a decision. Are we going to go by sight? See, I felt really good when I opened that freezer and was full. But there came a day I opened it and there was two little packs of hamburger in a great big freezer. I mean, it was a big freezer, biggest freezer I ever seen, I ever seen, ever seen. But can we still trust God? And see, tonight God has good things for you and me. 
But we cannot look at what we see. We have to look at what we don't see. And that is that God is God. There's nothing too hard for him to do. He has promised to meet every need you ever have. He promises to go with you and never leave you. He says, the angels encamp about us. Therefore, tonight, we walk by faith, not by what's going on around us or what we see. We walk because we belong to God, and God has a purpose for our lives. How many, I've said this many times. How many know sometimes your senses don't make sense? Now, unspiritually speaking, because this ain't very spiritual, how in the world can you lay hands on a sick person and they get healed? I've seen people lay hands on people and they get bloody noses and black eyes and all kinds of things. they got hands laid on them. But how in the world can you lay hands on somebody that's got cancer or can't see or has some major problem and all of a sudden a miracle? How can that happen? Because in ourselves, we can't do that. How many knows that? But if Christ is in us and we're here because God planned for us, and if you and I believe tonight, there's nothing God can't do. So we're going to have we're going to have our breakthrough service. And so how many people in this building know somebody needs a miracle? Raise your hand. So the question is if we know somebody needs a miracle and we know we're going to have a breakthrough service and we're believing God for supernatural, then we ought to have them here. How many knows that's good? Because if somebody knocked on your door and said, I need to go to the hospital, you throw them in your cart and you take them. But we have a service that's dedicated to praying for people's needs. And so I wonder, and I want to bring this back, what could Adam and Eve had an experience that they lost because they didn't believe God and they didn't obey God? I wonder if history could have been written and sin had not entered in. And you and I would have been born like we were, but there's no sin. Nobody had sin. What would life have been? What did God have planned for humanity? That humanity, by their actions, they missed it. And yet, the Bible said, Christ has redeemed us from that curse. He came to defeat the devil. He came to give you and me life and have it more abundantly. He said, try me and prove me. And I'll open the windows of heaven and bless you. And he said, pray for the sick and I'll heal them. And so you and I tonight have an opportunity to press in because Christ is in us and Christ had planned for us and if we'll believe him tonight, we can see the glory of God like we've never experienced before. The only thing that makes sense is God's in control. Now that makes sense. Nothing else makes sense like God's in control. What makes sense is tonight, you belong to him. And you and I were planned by him. 
And if we're born again, he is in us. And so are we going to be happy living below what we could have had? See, what could have Adam and Eve had if they had not? Did what God said they should not do. Oh, we can have dreams and we can have a discussion and panel and say, well, they could have had this and that. We don't know. But what can you and I have if we believe God? Yesterday's a memory. Tomorrow's a dream. But right now's reality. And you and I can make a decision tonight that can transform not only the moment, but the future of our life, the future of people that we'll meet in this life, and we can have a major effect on eternity if you and I will believe this this evening. How many has been watching the playoff baseball? We had the game on. We had the game on before it came to church, and that stands was packed. California's packed, and Tony said, "Sounds like a football game." Now think about it. There's nine people on the field and nine waiting to bat, and they got a piece of cork with leather on it. Cork. Cork. Do, you, do I need an interpreter or not? <laughs> if you folks can't understand country, you're in trouble. And they're out with a bunch of leather on their hands called gloves. And a bunch of sticks are called bats. And what they're doing is trying to throw and get them out or to try to take that bat and hit a ball. And you know what? 50,000 people are going crazy. Over a bunch of overpaid men. Ain't a man in the world worth what he'd get. Said preachers. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I shouldn't have said that one. Phew, I feel it go. And the whole world's going crazy. It's World Series time. People live for this day. Now, I like ball. There's some coaches I think should resign, but I like ball. But let's, let's, let's leave the World Series for a moment. Now we're talking about the game that's going on called life. And you and I are living it. And how many knows there's a whole grandstand in heaven rooting for us? God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit's rooting for us. The angels that's camped about us are rooting for us. All of our needs are already paid for. And you know what? People get excited about everything. I'm not going to say the Arizona Cardinals because there's people here like them. <laughs> I was rooting for them. And we get so bummed out if they lose, Right? And so happy if they win. Oh, if they win, we could be happy. But I'm talking about something that will make us happy. And that's eternity's plan tonight. And God's in it. And how many knows God's a winner? Yeah. 
He's not a loser. And you and I belong to him. And now we belong to him because Christ is in us and the Holy Spirit's in us. And you and I are already winners if we just believe and act like it. I was watching the game the other night, and I thought, if we do that at church, they'd call us crazy. This guy gets a home run, and they dump ice water on top of him. Here, when we baptize you, you want the temperature to be 72 degrees. Isn't that true? We want it nice and warm. That's why we bring our floaties with us. Listen, excuse me for getting carnal. But God tonight has something good for us. And sometimes I think we forget Christ is in us. And sometimes we let the devil rip us and we forget that Christ planned us. I said he planned you. And when he planned you, he had a purpose for you. And for me, for us. I believe God has a purpose for this congregation. And I think if we believe we're going to enter into something we never dreamed. Eyes not seen. I know it says about heaven. Eyes not seen, ears heard. There's man able to make up what's going to be in heaven. But I tell you, we can have heaven now. We can have a touch of heaven on our lives tonight. We can see people getting saved everywhere. We can see people getting healed everywhere. We can see marriages being put back together and people's kids, they're getting them back that was taken away and have great revival. But you got to stop and I've got to stop and we have to stop and say, we belong to him. And that is our destiny. See, Adam and Eve had a destiny. They could have lived in perfect life. Never to be sick, never problem, and walk and talk with God. But they let the devil talk them out of it. The devil talked them out of it. They didn't have any worries. Somebody said it's vegetarian. I don't believe it. I believe they had steak every night and mashed potatoes and gravy and green beans. And probably an angel cooked for them. And when you got done eating, the dishes disappeared. You didn't have to wash them. I don't know how it was in the garden, but I tell you, it was perfect. Listen to me, it was perfect. It was perfect, a plan of God. And I was thinking about this today. God has a plan of God that's perfect for you and me. I said it's perfect that we can overcome that defeat the devil, see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. How, how many believe God wants to outpour his Holy Ghost on somebody? And it might as well be you and me, right? Why not us? Why not have glorious revival? Why not see people saved and swept into the kingdom of God and see miracles that we've heard about, but we see it happening here all the time. But you and I are so contented many times being happy with less. If I have a baked potato, now I've switched. I'm not eating meat. I'm eating a potato right now. If I have a baked potato, I won't be so much butter on it 
that when I put it in my mouth, it just slides down. I don't want any baked potato. It's not buttery. See, I know what I want. Maybe some sour cream, but give me that butter. Because if you're old, you need grease or you're going to start squeaking. You spend money keeping your car from squeaking. Well, you're going to squeak if you don't have some grease. You say he already squeaks. Well, give him some grease, lady. Give that man something. Grease him up a little bit. But see, if I want my baked potatoes a lot of butter, oh, seriously, if I do, or you want certain a certain way, how much more should we want God to breathe on us? Not just have church, have a move of God, a breathing of God where the Holy Ghost falls and people come in this building, don't even know why they're here and they get saved. And this building's known that people are healed. They bring the sick in, they get healed. And we have a reputation that God is with us, God is for us, and that's exactly what God has planned for you and me. But you know, the devil still is a talker, isn't he? He convinced her, if, well, if you just don't listen to God and do what I say, this, then you will be God. How many knows the devil talks us out of it? Well, you know, if he wanted to heal him, he'd heal him. He don't need you. Well, that's true. He don't need you, but he chooses you. That's why it said lay hands on the sick. Anoint him with all. Pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. That's why we give. We're raising candy for trick-or-treat. Now, that's spiritual. Let me tell you why. Because there's kids coming that never probably ever goes to a church and families that are desperate. And when they come to this trick-or-treat thing and we give them candy, then God has an opportunity. We have an opportunity to see them touched by Almighty God. And that's why our church is here, to touch people and see God do what only God can do. But we need to believe. Have you ever let the devil talk you out of something? I probably have many times. One day, Joey decided to give some money away. Now, I don't know if you know me, but I think in columns. Checkbook's always balanced. Every day it's balanced. If I got any money, I look online, just stare at it. <laughs> Makes me feel important. But Joy decides to give his money away. And it's like the devil said to me, you need that money. Now, I'm a preacher. But how many knows he talks to preachers? And he talks to the people who sits in your chair every once in a while. And so I probably could have said, no, you can't do that. We're not doing that. But immediately God gave us a miracle, a financial miracle. And now he gave us a financial miracle. The person who gave the miracle sent a letter a few days later and said, I didn't mind God. I was supposed to send you this much. And blessed us. 
See, that's God. That's called eternity moving for me and you. In this building, there's many, if we took time, testimonies of impossible situations that you could share with us that all God came, and when God came, things changed. But here's the question I want to leave with us tonight. What would have happened if that Marine let go? He could have, but he never would have experienced that he could get across. In the newspaper some time ago, there was a lady, she heard this thud, she ran out the front door, and the car had fell on her husband. He was being crushed under the way of the car. They interviewed this lady, she wasn't a big lady, just a tiny lady, and all of a sudden she ran and grabbed the bumper, and she began to lift that car off of her husband, and he crawled out, and she set it down. She told the newscaster, I went out time after time, and I can't even budge that car. But in that moment of frantic, or maybe I shouldn't call it frantic, you say, well, some chemical. Well, if it's a chemical, God put it there. But in that moment, in the time of desperate need, she lifted that car. If God hadn't have put something in her, that at that moment hadn't gave her that ability, that car would have never been lifted and that man would have died. But how many knows God puts in us something called eternity? Even though your outward part's dying, that inward part's alive. And we're not to be moved by the outward, we're to be moved by the inward, of that eternal in us. And if you and I will trust God, and when it looks so impossible, believe him, or go to that neighbor when our, we were having this breakthrough coming, and we say, come, we're going to believe God for you. I'll tell you, we're going to see miracles. It's going to blow us away because humanly in the mind, it can't figure it out. But spiritually, all things are possible. Now, I don't know about you, but how about if we decided that we're just going to believe God? And we're not going to try to reason him and figure him out. How many's ever prayed, I need a miracle, and touch Aunt Willie or uh, Jilly? <laughs> Uncle Willie. <It's, laughs> well, you know, some people have funny names. <laughs> if you ever need a miracle, and you knew somebody had money and you prayed God would touch them? Wow. I don't care if her name is Willie or Silly. She had money. <laughs> and so we're going to help God out. Say, now, God, I need a miracle. And my aunt over here, she's got money. And I'm believing you're going to touch her. So now we're reasoning God, aren't we? We're, we're not really telling him how to do it. Now, how many knows God didn't ask you and me, because we wasn't here, but if we were there, is it okay to send Jesus? He did it because he's God. And when Jesus was here, he made decisions to pay for our sins, to set us free from the 
curse of the law. How many knows the law curses us? Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is one that hangs on a tree. But how many think it's time, maybe? You think maybe we could do this instead of trying to figure it out and just believe? Now, how many of you raise your hand while I go, you know somebody needs a miracle? So, so I believe you. You know somebody. But is it going to stop there? We're going to have a healing service. How many knows if you ran outside and somebody be hit by a car, you'd throw them in your car and take them to the emergency room, wouldn't you? You know, there's a, we're in an emergency today. Not because of abortion. We're in an emergency. Sin has run rampant in our world. People are lost. People need miracles. People need to be ministered to and get a word from God. The Bible said a word fiddly spoken is priceless. I went to a memorial for Ron Dean uh, Sunday, not this one, but the one before. And there was a lady there. And when we went to pastor in Bullhead City, she was just a teenage girl, probably 18. And I was preaching one night, and I said, God wants to touch a lady who can't have children, and God's going to give you children. Now, she wasn't married yet, so, but she had been to a doctor, and she had some condition. The doctor said, it's impossible. You'll never have kids. So after the service, she came to me, and I said, I, I don't want to pray tonight. I'm in revival. I'll pray tomorrow night. Come back. So the next night, I prayed. So I went to this meeting, and we ended up pastoring this lady, and she was married in the church. She said, do you remember, Pastor, when you called out somebody, and it was impossible for me to have kids? And I said, well, I, I think I remember that. She said, well, it was me, and you prayed for me the next night. She said, I want to introduce you to my kids. Two beautiful girls and a son. God just spoke to me, and I minded him and called it out. And I did pray for her, but I know who touched her because Jesus had already paid for it. And he caused her womb that could not hold a child or ever have a child to be totally healed. And she stood before me, three kids. And as I looked at those kids, I thought, that's the miracle of God. And he used me. Now, I want to tell you something. I'm an accident looking for a place to happen most of the time. I am. I cut up. I goof off. But you know, if when I'm trusting God and I'm sensitive to God, God has used me. Listen, I've told this over and over again. I was a nervous wreck when I stood before people. And can I tell you something? Every time I preach, I'm a nervous wreck looking at you guys. Inside of me, I don't have all the confidence I'm going to get up and do it. But I have to depend on God to make the difference in my life. My best friend told me never get a job where you have to speak 
Harry, your voice hurts my ears. And I got saved, and I felt called to preach, but that rang out. That's all I could hear. Your voice hurts their ears. This can't be God. Your voice hurts their ears. This can't be God. Now, don't say I wish you to listen to that. But uh, God's able to make us what we're not and help us to become what we never dreamed. I just close with this. Listen. We really do. Don't you really believe God has something good this day's word, amen? How many believe God has something really good? Well, if he has it, that's what we need, right? So we need to press in. We need to come in the door believing that the Holy Ghost is up moving already. It's going to be the best song service we had. Preaching is going to be the best. And when they pray for the sick, they're going to get healed. And God's going to move in the gifts. And I want to tell you, God can explode this church overnight. God has a Holy Ghost revival for us. We need to believe that and start expecting that. And I want to challenge you all, you raised your hand, if you'll bring that person that needs a miracle to our breakthrough. We're going to let you and them in free. No, the real truth is God wants to heal them and God wants you to bring them and we're going to start seeing outstanding things like we've never seen before. I believe we could be a place where a sick person walks back door, they just get healed immediately. Nobody has to pray. I believe God can do it. So God has a Holy Ghost revival. Let's stand together and if you believe that tonight, would you just take a few moments and lift your hands and begin to thank him for the destiny that he's going to give us? Let's praise him out loud. Lord, we thank you and praise you. Lift your voice. We thank you for what you're going to do in this congregation. We thank you for the miracle power of Almighty God that's going to flow in and through your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory and praise. Glory to God. Praise your wonderful name. Name above every name, we praise you. I want you to do something with me. I want you to start right now. And between now and our breakthrough service, I want you to every day begin to thank God for the miracles he's going to do. Have you ever heard people say, well, if God does it, I'll praise him? Let's praise him and believe he's going to do it. Let's don't wait to see it. Let's by faith believe it's going to happen. Can you say man? And I want to encourage you. I want you to bring those sick people. What used to happen when I was an evangelist? People would bring sick people believing that when we prayed, they'd get healed. And when they bought them and we prayed, they got healed. This is what God's going to do for us. How many believe God's going to save drug addicts and alcoholics and people that's just totally downcast? God's going to give them back the right mind. And you and I are going to experience the glory of God. Now, at the end of this service, our prayer team will be here.
Don't come and just sit around and mull grub. Well, this is this. Blah, blah. Come up here and believe God's going to do something for you. Be positive. Well, I can't pay my bills. Well, God knows it. You don't have to say that. Just say, I believe in God for a miracle. Lift your hands up and let him pray for you and receive the miracle God has. Lord, bless your people. As the prayer team comes, Lord, bless your people right now. Pour your spirit out upon us. Let us see what you plan for us. Don't let us, Lord, blow it like Adam and Eve did. Lord, help us to press through to the glory you have in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.